Chapter One of Nero the Circus Lion. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Kenneth Sargent Gagan. Nero the Circus Lion by Richard Barnum. Chapter One. Nero has some fun. Far off in the jungle of Africa lived a family of lions. Africa, you know, is a very hot country, and what we in this land would call a forest or woods is called a jungle there. In the jungle grew many trees, and the ground was covered with low vines and bushes, so that animals creeping along could scarcely be seen. That's why the animals liked the jungle so much. They could roam about it and play and get their meals, and the black hunters and the white huntsmen, who sometimes came to the jungle, could not easily see the shoot the lions and elephants and other beasts. There are five lions in this jungle family, and I'm going to tell you the story about one of them, named Nero. Nero was a little boy lion about two years old, but please don't think he was a baby because he was only two years old. Lions grow much faster than boys and girls, and a lion of two years is quite large and strong, with sharp claws and sharper teeth. Nero lived with his father and mother, Mr. and Mrs. Lion, and his brother Chet and his sister Boo, in a cave in the African jungle. The cave was among rocks and not far from a spring of water where the lions went to drink each night. They drank only at night because that was the safest time. The hunters could not so easily see the shaggy lions with their big heads and manes larger than those of a horse. Nero was the largest of the three lion children and he was called Nero because that always seems to be the right name for someone large and strong. Chet, who was Nero's brother, got his name because when he was a little baby lion cub, he used to make that sound when he cried for his dinner. As for Boo, well, I must tell you in what a funny way she got her name, and then I'll go on with the story of Nero. When Boo, who was Nero's sister, was a little baby lion, she was sitting in the front of a jungle cave but one day, waiting for her mother to come back. Mrs. Lion had gone out a little way into the jungle to get something to eat. All of a sudden, Boo, who up to then had no name, heard someone coming along the jungle path, stepping on twigs and tree branches and making them crack. By this sound, the little girl lion cub knew someone was coming. That must be my mother, thought Boo. I'll just hide behind this piece of rock and then I'll jump out and make believe to scare her. It will be lots of fun. So Boo hid behind the rock near the front door of the cave. And when the noise came nearer, the little girl lion jumped out and cried, Boo! or something that sounded very much like it. But the little girl lion had made a mistake. Instead of her mother who was coming along the path, it was a big prickly hedgehog with sharp quills all over his back. And when Boo put out her paw, she was struck full of stickery quills. The quills in a hedgehog's back are loose and come out easily. Boo, boo, roared the little lion cub. But this time she was crying instead of trying to make believe scare someone. The hedgehog, however, was very much frightened. Almost all the jungle animals were afraid of the lions, and this hedgehog ran away. But the little girl's lion's paw hurt so very much and a little later, when Mrs. Lion came back with something to eat, found out what had happened. She said Boo had been very foolish. 
and when mr lion heard the story and nero and chet had been told about it they all said that boo would be a very good name for their little sister i don't care what you call me said boo speaking in lion talk of course i don't care what my name is if you only get these hedgehog stickers out of my paw then they pulled the hedgehog spines out of the little girl lion's paw and she washed it in cool water at the spring which made her foot feel real better for two years the lion cubs nero chet and boo had lived with their father and mother in the jungle cave they learned how to tread softly on the leaves and twigs of the jungle path so as to make no noise they learned how to creep quietly down to the spring at night to get a drink so that the hunters would not hear them all about them in the jungle lived other wild animals there were several families of lions in that same part of the forest and very often a herd of elephants would pass by tramping and crashing their way through the jungle the lions never bothered the elephants where are you going nero asked his mother of the lion boy cub one day as she saw him starting out from the jungle cave where are you going oh just out to have some fun he answered i'm going to play with switchy switchy was the name of another lion boy cub who lived in the cave next to nero's he was about a year older than the lion chap about whom i'm going to tell you in the story switchy was called switchy because he switched his tail in about such a funny way so are you going to play with switchy are you asked mrs lion as she looked at a place where a sharp stone had cut her foot though the sore was now getting better well if you go to play with that lion don't get into mischief what's mischief ma asked nero mischief is trouble his mother answered speaking in lion talk just as your dog or your cat speaks its own kind of language so don't get into trouble don't go to the spring now to get a drink for the hunters may be watching and may shoot you with an arrow or with a queer lead stone from a thing called a gun which is worse so don't get into mischief oh i won't promise nero and he meant to keep his word but then he didn't count on switchy that chap with the bold little lion cub larger than nero and always up to some trick hello nero growled switchy when he saw his friend coming along the jungle path hello growled nero now please don't imagine just because these lions growled that they were cross they weren't anything of the sort that was just their way of talking your dog barks and growls and that is his way of speaking your cat meows and sometimes growls or spits and often purrs especially when you tickle her ears and the lion always growls when he talks when he is angry he roars that's the difference and i almost forgot lions can purr too only it sounds like a buzzsaw instead of the way your cat purrs but then a lion's throat is very big and so his purr has to be big also want to have some fun asked switchy as nero lay down in the jungle shade that's what i came over for nero answered only my mother said i wasn't to get into any mischief oh no we won't do anything like that replied switchy we'll just go along the jungle and have some fun i know where there is some soft grass and we can roll over and over and that will scratch our backs fine said nero we'll go there so switchy led the way along the jungle path to a place where very few trees grew in the midst of these few trees was a grassy place that is it had been green and grassy once when it was raining which it does for several months at a time in the jungle but the rains had stopped 
The hot sun had come out from behind the clouds and dried the grass up so that it was now like hay. And it's just fine to roll in. It scratches your back just hard enough, said Switchy, making his tail with the turf of hair on the end swing about in a funny way. I like to have my back scratched, said Nero. So the two boy lions went to have some fun and roll in the dry grass. It was just as if you had gone to roll and tumble on the hay in Grandpa's barn. Little boys leaped about, jumped over one another, made believe bite one another, and played tag with their paws. As Switchy had said, curled grass tickled their backs just enough when they rolled over and over in it. But at last Switchy said, Say, aren't you thirsty? Yes, answered Nero, I am. But let's go to the spring and get a drink, went on Switchy. Oh, no, my mother said I wasn't to go to the spring in the daytime, exclaimed Nero. There may be hunters there waiting to shoot us. Oh, I don't believe there are, said Switchy. I'll tell you what we can do. My mother didn't tell me not to go to the spring, so I'll walk on ahead until we come to it. Then I can look and see if there are any hunters. If there aren't, you can come out of the jungle and get a drink. Won't that be all right? Yes, I guess it will, said Nero. Mother wouldn't want me not to have a drink. All she's afraid of are the hunters. Then come on, growled Switchy. We'll go to the spring and we'll have some fun on the way. So the two boy lions walked along the jungle path to the spring where all the animals drank. On the way, they fell down and rolled over and cuffed one another with their paws, the way all lions do to have fun. Nero was having a very good time, and he never gave thought about not minding his mother. At last, Switchy and Nero came close to the spring. Now you stay behind this bush until I look out and see if there are any hunters, said Switchy. All right, answered Nero, carefully. The older lion boy peeped through the bushes. There was no one at the spring except little monkeys getting a drink, and as soon as they saw the lion boy, away they scampered, chattering, for the monkeys were afraid of the lions. Everything's all right, called Switchy to the hiding Nero. There are no hunters. Come on back and get a drink. Nero was very thirsty, having played and had fun in the hot jungle sun, and he very much wanted a drink. So he rushed down to the spring, which was quite a large one, and began to lap up the water, just as your dog or cat drinks milk from a dish. Isn't this fun, growled Switchy, as he stopped drinking for a moment. Aren't we having fun, Nero? Lots of fun, answered the other lion cub. And just then something happened. There was a rattle of the dried leaves in the jungle back of the spring. Something very hard hit Nero in the side, and a voice cried, there, I'll teach you to drink from my edge of the spring. Take that. And the next moment, Nero felt himself sliding down the slippery bank of the spring, and into the water he went with a big splash. End of chapter one. Recording by Kenneth Sergeant Gagan.